Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast, as uh, Steve Pilton, the Round Guy, and uh, myself, Dave Johnson, are going to tell you about the city of Albia, Iowa, and we found the right person to do that. Her name is Laura Tino. She is the director of uh, the Chamber of Commerce in Albia. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hi, Laura. Round Guy here. I am tickled uh, to get to talk with you. We are focusing kind of on southeast Iowa. And, of course, when you do that, you got to mention Albia, uh, the great uh, city of Albia in the great state of Iowa. Now, uh, when I was in college many years ago, I had the uh, good fortune to join a fraternity. My big brother was from Albia, always spoke very highly of it. Uh, we'll call him Jim Overturf because that's his name. And uh, while I still maintain a uh, level of contact with him, not as often as I might like, but he always bragged about Albia. I believe we went through there many years ago a few times. Uh, And is there a chance that you might know uh, the family? Because I believe they live there still. Uh, Do you know Jim Overturf or his family, anybody like that? I, I do know the Overturf name, um, so yes, that's very familiar here in Albia. Perfect. Uh, tell us a little bit about Albia. I'd, I'd like to know and refresh my memory of the population. Uh, some of the I know the I know that athletics plays a big part there, as it would, you know, in all our small cities uh, here in the state. But in particular, I know Albia has been represented in in different uh, championships whether it's football, basketball, baseball, that type of thing. So uh, as the president of the Chamber of Commerce, tell us a little bit about uh, Albia, Iowa. Well, Albia is um, one of the smaller communities um, in our little neck of the woods down here in south central Iowa. Um, We are, the town is a little under 4,000. The county is more like 7,000. So um, our neighboring communities are a little bigger than us, but we're just a great hub right in the center um, to have easy access to some of those things that you need that you maybe can't get in a small town. And so um, we feel like we're in a great location. And, you know, with roads now, it's only an hour drive to get up to Des Moines. So um, just a great feeling of that you can get that small town um, hospitality and yet have some conveniences of the bigger towns that you may be looking for. Um, Albia actually is, um, moons ago was considered the ugliest town in Iowa. So we are glad to say we went through a restoration over the last 40 years, um, and now have over a hundred buildings on the historic register. So we actually have a lot of visitors that come to see our beautiful town now and our beautiful buildings that we've restored. Um, so we're known for our history. Like you said, our schools are excellent. Um, athletics have been good to us. I am actually an Albion native, um, moved away for 16 years. And since my return in 2011, I think we've had four football state appearances, a basketball state appearance, a baseball state appearance, four softball state appearances, three cross country state appearances. Um, so yeah, athletics are very good as well as our band and vocal department. Um, Beach. I've got kids that just had one graduate from high school and two that are still in high school. And so all these different clubs and activities 
offer great things with our schools, um, plus our connection with Indian Hills Community College. So you can get a lot of great resources in a small town school. Um, so I, I can't brag about it enough. In fact, like I said, I grew up here, moved away because you, you think that's what you're going to do when you get out of college and chose to come back. So I, I'm living proof that it, it's a great place to move back to. Well, yeah, it sounds like uh, you were excited to get the chance to move back. And, and you're right, that's uh, sometimes occurs, but, but uh, not as often as, as folks there might like. Was that uh, you came back for family and, and uh, just missed it? Is that is that your story? My husband and I um, both grew up here, and our families are still located in Monroe County. Um, so, and we just, work gave us the opportunity to be able to come back, and uh, so we, we took it. We're excited to be back, and our kids are thankful to be able to grow up here around family, and um, so we're glad that we took that opportunity when it presented itself. We are uh, pleased to be talking with Laura Tino, who is the president of the Chamber of Commerce of Albia, Iowa, and that's what we're talking about, Albia. Uh, I get the idea that that the location is is uh, important because you're not but, uh, what, 20 minutes away from the metropolis of Oskaloosa, but, but what, as you said, about an hour from Des Moines, and, and that would make Iowa City a relatively uh, uh, short drive as well. Is that correct? It's not bad. We've got a lot of Hawkeye fans in this area, so they definitely make the trip to Iowa City on a pretty frequent basis. Um, so it, it's not a bad drive, but that's what I was, ways the road's leading everywhere. That's what I was getting at. It makes sense that you've probably got more Hawkeye fans there than you might uh, Iowa State. Is that is that a fair statement? Um, I would say maybe a little more, but you know, Ames is technically closer for us to get to. Um, and we are a farming community, so we've got a lot of Cyclone fans here as well. Perfect. And so uh, you, you anticipate then uh, some of your residents traveling down to Orlando uh, and following some uh, hawks and clones in their bowl games? I have already heard of some travel plans being made. So, yes, I, I would say there's lots of families heading that direction for the holidays. And, and uh, with the way the weather's been here, you know, uh, they, may, they may not enjoy better weather there than we've got here. Um, you know, it'll still be a little warmer, so I think they'll enjoy it. And, you know, anytime you get to go to a football game and it's 60 degrees, that, that's perfect football weather. Yeah, it could, it undoubtedly it'll be a little bit warmer than here. But, yeah, uh, maybe 70s, yeah. So it'll, it'll definitely be warmer. So, Laura, what would be, and you and your family came back to where you grew up there, uh, what would you encourage people that are hearing us now to consider uh, being the best reason that they might come and make a decision to live in Albia? Um, one is our great small-town hospitality. Uh, like I said, we've got a lot of great resources that people are looking for, great schools, great hospital, um, lots of neat little shops. Um, of course, we encourage to shop local that you really can't. You know, we were proof during the pandemic of people could still get what they needed just right here in Albia, you know, and everybody was encouraged to stay home and not travel out too much people found that they could really find everything that they needed right here in this great community and people willing to reach out and help each other. 
Um, we have different housing developments that are underway, and so um, housing you can find. Again, we've got some great natural resources. We're just 15 minutes north of Lake Grafton, um, which is a great summer destination. And uh, Lake Miami hunting is very well known in southern Iowa. So if you're an outdoors person, we've got that. We've got a lot of events and celebrations throughout the year. So all kinds of activities uh, to keep you, you know, they always talk about the three reasons to live in a community and um, I think we hit all three. Well, what uh, can people do to find out more about the lovely hamlet of Albia, Iowa? What, what kind of social media outlets do you have that folks can do a little more research uh, because they're eager to move to Albia? Well, we have a couple uh, areas. Yes, Facebook. We are on social media, so um, it's the Albia Area Chamber of Commerce. It has a Facebook page, and then it's albiachamber.org is our website that will have all of those activities and resources for you to get more information if you're interested in moving here or just want to come visit. Uh, we can cover that, and, and if, if you don't prefer that avenue, they're always welcome to call our office, and we're glad to help and, and set up a time to uh, maybe personalize it a little bit for them of exactly what they're looking for. Okay, give us your uh, the phone number there where they can reach out to you. The phone number of the Chamber of Commerce is 641-932-5108. And in kind of wrapping things up, Lauren, we appreciate your time. What would you say if you had only one thing to mention that Albia would be most known for, uh, what would that be? Well, like, did, like uh, did Jesse James rob a bank there or? Uh, any president stop through uh, campaigning, anything like anything that that you can that is, brag about Albia? Um, well, there's a couple things. One, we are known for we have the largest mousetrap factory in the U.S. here in Albia, which is kind of unusual. Um, but really the most common thing right now is our Welcome Home Soldier Monument. It's um, something that represents veterans from all over and um, it's right here in Albia. It's a great monument, um, and we encourage people to come visit it. And it's, it is fairly new for us, but it has put us on the map. I mean, it had some controversy over the last few years, and uh, we were with able to, to stand for that and withhold our what we've got going. And um, so we encourage people to see that and feel like people know us all over the state and, like I said, all over the U.S. Uh, because of what we're building there and um, – so we would encourage people to come check it out for themselves. Laura Kino, President of Chamber of Commerce of Albia, Iowa. Laura, we appreciate your time talking about your uh, lovely metropolis that we've come to know and love as Albia. Thank you for your time. Hey, can, Thank you. Can I jump in and ask a couple questions before we let you go? Sure. So tell me about the parks. You've got some parks and a lake really close and Tell me about the fishing and stuff in Albia, because that's what I know about Albia's. Uh, some of the great fishing spots, we are, like I said, 15 miles north of Lake Rathbun, which is the largest man-made lake in the state. Um, and so, and it is definitely grown, and there's Honey Creek Resort is there for people to visit. Uh, lots of fishing going on, like I said, lots of hunting in our area. We also have Lake Miami, uh, even our reservoir that people um visit for fishing and just some boating, camping. Um, it's just, it's a great area for any kind of outdoorsy activities that you're looking for. Do you have some city parks or anything like that? 
We do. We have the Albia City Park. We have our Monroe County Sports Complex. Um, we have Monroe County Fairgrounds. Um, so those are a few other outdoor destinations in the summer. Our aquatic center uh, is very well visited from the whole area. We've got a great location there. Um, so, yeah, lots of different places for people to hang out. We've just expanded our trail system. So our trails are pretty active. That goes from it covers like our soccer field, the aquatic center, it goes through the city park, out to the complex, on out to the hospital. Um, so it's a great view to enjoy a couple mile trail. Well, we sure thank you for being with the program. Uh, Albia sounds like a great place. And uh, is there a great place to eat there? We've got lots of great places. Golf 22 just opened up, uh, Brick Street. Uh, a lot of people know about uh, Bogey's Steakhouse. Um, Otherwise, we still, you know, have lots of tenderloins, which is kind of something unique to Iowa. You can't always get a great breaded tenderloin anywhere you go. So uh, come to Albia, and there's a couple of great little restaurants that you can get those at. Well, sure, thank well, you. Dave, Dave, I'm glad you brought those things up. Laura, I, I, I was uh, pleased to hear all the other things you, you must have uh, left out. Food is always important, right? That's a part of every travel. Well, you, you're talking to two guys who place that on the top of the list. <laughs> where, where you're going to eat, and then you can decide what you're going to go see. There you go. Yeah. Well, Laura, again, thanks for all your time and the inside information about Alvia. Uh, now, are you sure you haven't uh, omitted anything else that would be? Because the... Uh, the you talked about fishing and Lake Rest, and what about uh, hunting? Is that prominent down that way? It is. Uh, we, I still believe, hold the record for the largest buck. Yeah. Was um, was here in Monroe County. So, yeah, definitely lots of hunters. We have seen them quite a bit over the last couple weeks. Wow. That's perfect. Yeah. Laura, we thank you. Dave, you got anything else you want to add? No, this is a terrific interview. I really thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast. We continue our coverage of the city of the week. This week is the city of Mount Pleasant. On the phone with me is Christy Carey, the uh, Chamber Alliance of Mount Pleasant. Welcome to the program, Christy. Thank you very much. So if uh, I I had a family and I was looking to raise the few kids somewhere, why would Mount Pleasant be a great town for me to live in? Well, Iowa is blessed to have a lot of great towns in our state, and um, Mount Pleasant, we're very proud of our community. We are a town of right around 10,000. We are home to two very unique and special things, and that is a uh, one of the oldest private institutions uh, this side of the Mississippi in Iowa Wesleyan University, and then we are also home to a perennial uh, annual event that most people have heard about, which is called Midwest Old Threshers Reunion. So it is a small town full of a lot of, of vitality and a lot of things going on. So uh, a lot of towns we talk to have a little trouble with housing there. There's so many people want to live there. What's the housing situation like in Mount Pleasant? Uh, a lot like other towns in Iowa. I will say that we got some great news this past uh, few months ago when the census came out. And we are one of the few states 
or I'm sorry, one of the few counties in Iowa that are actually growing in population, especially those that are outside of an MSA like Des Moines or Cedar Rapids or one of our larger communities. We are in the southeast Iowa region of the state, and we're actually growing. We grew by 7% this year. So, yeah, you're correct. If you're growing like that, then housing is an issue. Um, luckily, we have some great private developers that have decided to put their money into our community. Um, upper story housing in our downtown has just gone like gangbusters. We can't keep that. We've got new uh uh, apartment complexes going up. We've got new townhomes going up, but sure, there's always that need for single-family homes, and wish we could. We wish we could get more developers down here to uh, build some of the single-family homes that we need. Well, in a lot of the cities that we look at, one of the things we really like to look at is parks, and we're always pleasantly surprised by, you know, Fairfield has a lot of parks. They're uh -huh. you know not very uh -huh. far away. A lot of them have fishing. Uh, Wellman has a big park. Uh, uh, Kelowna has a, a nice park with a swimming uh -huh. pool and a campgrounds. What kind of uh, park opportunities are there in Mount Pleasant? Actually, that is something that is becoming so important to uh, the younger generation and people moving into your community are what type of amenities do you have? So we do have East Lake Park, which actually has exactly you were like you were talking about a large lake with a lot of opportunities for uh, there's trails around East Lake. There's soccer fields. There are um, uh, just a number of different things that you can do out of East Lake, including a new dog park that we just put out there. But there's a number of parks all over our community. And so we, uh, we know that we still have some work to do in that area. Obviously, trails have become so important. We have close to 10 miles of hiking and biking trails, but we'd love to have more. And so um, we that is something that we continually work on because we know that's important to this next generation of people that want to move into Mount Pleasant. So we ask everybody about the water in town. How, how, how would you rate the water in town? And is there a... <laughs> well, I don't know of any problems, so I'm going to say it's great. I, uh, it is not something that we've had an issue with, not something that we've been concerned with. We have actually just added a brand new well in our community. Um, that was very important to us. And so I, as far as I know, that's not one of our issues. Okay, well, we uh, uh, had an interview with a gentleman about the uh, haunted rails, and it was a very uh -huh. popular uh, episode. I believe that's probably why I'm talking to you, because uh, we got a lot of listeners in my uh -huh. prison. So how, sure. how, does so that, how does that event bring people to town, and how, did it, how well did it do? Well, that is one of the things that I'm so proud of Midwest Old Threshers for doing. So a lot of people believe that Midwest Old Threshers is just a one-time event held every September. And yes, we do get 30,000 visitors that come from all over the, the world for that event. Um, but they don't just rest on their laurels and let that one event wreck uh they don't, that's not all they do. So uh, they have a number of things. Once the reunion is over, they immediately start setting up for haunted rails and the uh, uh, haunted house. It's actually called the, the Thresher's House of Terrors, if that's the exact wording, I believe. And so we call it a haunted house, a haunted house and haunted rails. And then once that is over, 
um, they immediately get, start setting up. We are very close to opening up for Festival of Lights, where there are over 250 light displays that you can drive through. Last year, we had one, we, had, we rec or, um, record all of the cars that come through. Last year, uh, someone came from every single county in Iowa to see this light display. They hit all 99 counties. And so it was really exciting. It's, it's recognized as one of the best light displays in Iowa. So that will start here in about two weeks and run through New Year's Day. And so that's something that uh, we've got that, and then they start swap meets, and they uh, have tour, tours for the children throughout the year, school tours in May. So uh, Midwest Old Thresher is about a lot more than just the reunion. So if uh, you got a lot of manufacturing, you got a tremendous amount of employment there, talk about the employment opportunities the family would, would find in Mount Pleasant. So... We have, we're definitely a manufacturing town, has been that way for years, and um, we have about, we're right at 20 manufacturers in our community, some that are smaller, light manufacturing, clear up to, um, our largest is actually a distribution center, not so much a manufacturer, but a distribution center with Walmart Distribution Center having clo over 650 employees. So um, manufacturing is a huge part of our community, and um, we have a, a couple that are locally owned manufacturers, but then we're also blessed to be a uh, plant or a, a location for a number of different major employers in the United States as well. So we do very well with manufacturing. It's incredibly important to us. It also does cause us challenges with the, obviously, the need for more employees and more workers. So uh, tell people about the location, and uh, you have a couple major highways that come through there that make you guys an excellent location for a business to distribute sure. their products on it. This was way before my time. You've got to give a, a gentleman that's uh, no longer here with us here in Mount Pleasant. His name was Ernie Hayes, and he fought very hard to make sure that Mount Pleasant had the um, uh, transportation is what they needed. And so he fought for Highway 34 and Highway 218. Uh, they are both, we consider ourselves the crossroads of Southeast Iowa. So we have a number of trucks that go through here on a daily basis, but it's also an easy place for people to get to. We're literally, you know, two to three hours from St. Louis, three hours from St. Louis and four hours from Chicago. We're less than two hours from Cedar Rapids and right at for Des Moines. So we feel like we're really positioned in a great location. And the nice thing is both of those highways are in great shape. The state of Iowa has been so good to us in the area of transportation. And so really easy access and easy place for people to get to. And, and you know, the nice thing about us is we're a small community that is so close to a number of big city amenities. And so that's important, again, for people that are interested in moving here. So one of the big reasons uh, when we talk to people in Wellman or Kelowna or uh, even Richland, Iowa, the reason why families are moving here is because they have great school systems. Uh -huh. What does your school system have to offer? And talk about the grade school, the elementary, and all up to the high school and what it could provide a young man or woman uh, in job training. I think the interesting thing for us in, in the area of education is, is Henry County has 
a large school district in Mount Pleasant, and then it has smaller school districts as well in New London, Waco, and um, Winfield Mount Union. So if people uh, like a, a public school system that's smaller, then you've got those options. If you like a school system that's uh, a little bit larger, we're a 3A school in Mount Pleasant, then you can go uh, to there. And then I don't want people to forget about our Christian school. We also have a Christian school here in Mount Pleasant called Mount Pleasant Christian School that offers people that option as well if they want. And so Again, we are positioned great to where you have your choices in education, which is very important. Well, choice in education was a reason that I moved. Uh, I spent a little time in Mount Pleasant about 30 years ago, like 1990. Uh, I moved to, I did, I went to school at Iowa Wesleyan after I got uh -huh. out, of, out of the Army. And uh, Tom Vilsack, who was a future governor and uh, secretary of agriculture, was the mayor. And uh, a guy named Hal Mummy was the football coach, and he oh, developed goodness. the uh, you, West Coast you, offense right there at Mount Pleasant. You like that air raid, don't you? That yeah. is something that we love. You know, the Mount Pleasant has a lot of history here in our community, and it starts back clear to a lady by the name of Arabella Bab Mansfield, who she was the first woman in the state of, uh, first woman ever to take the bar exam and to pass the bar exam and to, um, she was here at Iowa Wesleyan at the time and then actually practiced here. So first woman attorney, so we're very proud of her and the accomplishments she's made. The organization called PEO Sisterhood, a, a, uh, a, uh, uh, sorority of types for communities that was started here in Mount Pleasant and then yes of course we Mike Leach and Hell Mummy spent time here and and rumor has it and stories go that they actually designed the air raid offense on a on a napkin in a in a local establishment here we'll just say that well I was there for every one of his games the home games <laughs> I went to every game and and there was some there were some growing pains at the beginning, but then oh, sure. all of a sudden there was some yeah. uh, really high scoring. The offense was, uh, they had a guy named Ingram that was from Texas Christian University. It was a receiver and he was, uh, uh -huh. an in, uh, NFL teams was scouting him. And then uh -huh. there was uh, a guy, I can't remember his last name. Dustin was the quarterback. And yeah, they really, uh, you know, after that, the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers used those offenses to get Super Bowl wins. Yeah, it is. It's quite a story, and and it's been getting a lot of press, and so it's been funny just this last three or four years that it's really starting to come up, and and lots of articles written about Mount Pleasant in uh, any place from the New York Times to getting coverage on ESPN and others about this that very thing with Mike Leach and how Mummy spending time here. So, what about the uh, uh, opportunities for athletics for both the young people and maybe some adults that want to continue playing softball or whatever? You know, Iowa Wesleyan is absolutely prime for that. That The neat thing is we now have a relationship with Southeastern Community College, and you often see private entities partnering with other private entities for two years and then moving on to four years. Well, we have one of the very unique ones that's actually a two plus two for public and private. So we always tell people you can start school here in Mount Pleasant, in Henry County, any of our schools, 
as a kindergartner, you can actually graduate from IOSN with your degree and even even your master's and never leave town. And so um, with Southeastern, there's a lot of opportunities through them as well as in Mount Pleasant. Um, I think the neat thing about that is that you've got a lot of kids that maybe they're not at a school big enough to get uh, the recruiting and maybe not large enough to go to schools uh, that are in, in some of the higher or larger conferences. But kids that go here, uh, I think I heard a, a figure yesterday that 60 to 65 percent of the students at IOSN are actually here on it to play athletics. And so that's really neat. It gives those students a way to keep playing if they want to. It gives them a small town setting. So especially those kids that are from smaller schools can really excel here and they don't get lost in, in the big numbers that you see at some other places. Well, let's talk about shopping. What kind of shopping opportunities are there in Mount Pleasant? We have one of the strongest downtowns. I've been doing this for 33 years now and um, have spent time in a number of different communities as the chamber exec and, and actually grew up in Missouri. And, and I can tell you that we have one of the strongest downtowns I've ever worked in. And um, it's it's a good, it's a blessing and a curse. We don't, we have less than three or four empty buildings downtown so when someone is looking for it uh, that's a little bit of a, a challenge because a lot of people want to be downtown and and our downtown is flush with uh, small antique store not small they're large antique store small specialty shops um, we have a great new microbrewery in downtown Mount Pleasant and so you can come eat and, and drink and shop and do everything right here in a beautiful setting. Our downtown square is one of the prettiest around and so I would encourage everybody to just come over, uh, walk around the square, do some fun shopping and enjoy some of our good restaurants. Well, my wife really enjoys garage sailing and uh... <laughs> Mount Pleasant has like some of the biggest garage sale events in the history of mankind, I believe. <laughs> so actually those are arranged. You can find them all year long, but if you really want to see the cream of the crop, you come the week before Midwest Old Threshers, not the week of, because the week of everybody is involved in the reunion. But the week before Old Threshers, uh, you've got a lot of people sitting over in the campgrounds that nothing has started yet. So that kind of started a, a number of years ago, a tradition that garage sailing is the thing to do in, in Mount Pleasant the weekend before Midwest Old Threshers. So make sure everybody checks that out. Always call the chamber office. We can tell you everything you need to know about the reunion, and we can also tell you about the garage sales and everything that goes on leading up to the reunion. We're talking to Christy Carey of the Chamber Alliance in Mount Pleasant. Uh, give our listeners, uh, how do they contact you uh, to find out about some of these opportunities here in Mount Pleasant? Sure. The, the easiest way is to just jump on our website. We are located at www.mpiowa.org, mpiowa.org, and or you can call our office at 319 385 3101. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tell me something I don't know about Mount Pleasant. Well, let's see. Uh, this is one of my fun ones. Two things. First of all, if you come to see the Walmart Distribution Center, which, as I mentioned, was our largest employer 
that building, I want you to drive by it and imagine that inside that building, you can fit 26 football fields in one building. So drive by that and see that. And then I want you to know, I've already mentioned the importance of Iowa University and Midwest Old Threshers, but I would also want you to know that there's some really neat things made here in Mount Pleasant. If any of your listeners have ever been in the state fair and they want a ribbon, there's a very good chance that that ribbon was made here in Mount Pleasant. If you have a Yeti cup, I want you to get out your Yeti cup and look at the top of it and the piece of plastic that's on top of every Yeti cup is made here in Mount Pleasant. Um, We have a great uh, set of um, manufacturers that are making really unique products all the time and we love to show those off and to talk about them. Well, we've been talking with Christy Carey of the Mount Pleasant Chamber Alliance. Uh, Before we wrap this up, is there anything else you want our listeners to know about Mount Pleasant? No, I just want to thank you for including us in the conversation. We absolutely love highlighting Mount Pleasant. And again, we want to make sure everybody understands that the reunion is, is coming up. It'll be, uh, not coming up, but in 2022, it's always the over the Labor Day weekend and you can find us then, but don't just come see us during the reunion. Make sure you come for the light display that's coming up called Festival of Lights or come see us anytime and check out Iowa Wesleyan and our community. We would love to have visitors and new residents alike come look at Mount Pleasant. Well, here at Round Guy, the podcast, once we pick out a city every week, but it's based on how many people listen and Uh uh, you guys have the fifth most listeners. That's why the fifth week is falls to you. But really? uh, yeah, uh, it's been a, you know, we're, we're, we're in 80, uh, over 80 cities in Iowa. Now we're catching on in all the small towns that we're really strong yeah. in Southeast Iowa. You know, uh, we cover Wayland and Winfield and we covered the Mount Pleasant football team and, and all the teams in Southeast Iowa. And it's really brought us a lot of listeners. And then that haunted rails episode that we did was yeah, extremely popular. For a little while, it was the highest rated episode we ever had on the podcast. Well, and they hit, they hit some records this year with that event, too. So it's been a good year for them. Yeah, it was uh, it was thousands of people from what we were told came mm-hmm. every, yeah, it was. You know, it was big. every weekend. So, all right. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it. All right. This has been okay. uh, Mount Pleasant, Iowa. Thanks for your participation. Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast, as we continue our coverage of Wapolo, Iowa. We are with the writer of Christie's Journey, uh, John Bain. John, uh, who's who's our guest this hour? We have Rondalyn Wyrick of Le Tresors. Tresors, did I say that right? Okay. It's a, she's a, uh, has a little antique shop right here downtown in Wapolo. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Well, what's great about Wapolo, and why do you, why is your business here? Everything is great about Wapolo. I don't know where to begin. We'll start at the start at the middle. Okay. <laughs> well, well, you've got your your shop here, and uh, we're standing here um, in in the store, and you've got a lot of wonderful items here. And are some of these historic to the town? I do. I do have a little section that is committed to local. Um, it tends to move very fast. Once I get something in, I I see it disappear as fast as it came in. So. What, what kind of uh, things would people find that would be, you know, Wapolo-oriented or centric? Okay, so I have lots of advertisement of businesses, past and present, um, mostly past. I have some local 
you know, common to the area, like, um, well, I have some T-shirts that aren't necessarily Wapolo, mm -hmm. but they they bring Wapolo into the, you know. On some of the advertising for some of the businesses, how far back are we going in time? Um, some go back into the 40s and 50s, wow. 1940s and 50s. So yeah. we're, we're talking, you know, um, that really is in the other century. I, yep. have, I have a niece who asked me, did that happen in the twenty back in the twentieth century? <laughs> of course, she was born in twenty eleven, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's great about the downtown shopping, and and the, why is this a great place to have the business? Well, for one thing, I grew up in Wapolo, and in the back of my head, I always have had my heart set on opening a business in downtown Wapolo. It wasn't until twenty nineteen that that became a reality. My husband kind of encouraged it. And paid my first two months' rent on the building I'm currently owning now. Wow. Um, so you went from a renter to an owner? Yes. See, that's success. Yes. Rhonda Lynn does things right. Yeah. <laughs> She's a, so you got charm. You got this, uh, the river right there real close. So you can kind of see it as you walk down. I always thought that was one of the nicest things about the Wapalo downtown district because it's so close to the river. Oh, yes. We could actually, I think we should promote the river access more than what we presently do. We do have a very nice restaurant, and our community center is located on the river. It's scenically, it's just beautiful. It is. All it times is. of the year. I've been here in the spring, summer, winter, and fall, and um, in the wintertime, the eagles. There's yes. just so many eagles on the river. It's wonderful. So what are the kind of businesses are downtown that they could come see while they're checking out your place? Well, they actually, we don't have a lot of um, businesses so much as we used to have. We used to be, you know, a lot busier. We have a flower shop. We have a meat market. We have, of course, the businesses you associate with the small town, insurance agencies, banks. We have um, a really active uh, coffee shop. Yeah, we see the, a lot of cars in front of the coffee shop. Yeah, that's, a very, that's really very, close to here. Yeah. Yep, that's very popular right now. Um, of course, we have lawyers, and, you know, we have the, I was trying to think, that we have a bar, you know, we have the things you associate with a small community. Some great places to eat out here. Yep, we have lots of places to eat. Yep. Now, uh, one of the things that I'm somewhat familiar with, I've never really attended, is Chief Wapolo days. Yes. We were you, told you were a plethora of knowledge yeah, about Chief Wapolo Can you Wapolo tell days. us more about it and when it is, what it is, okay, it, that sort of thing? It's, I, it's usually the second week of July, and it actually went from the Wapolo homecoming, which it was when my youth, to the Chief Wapolo days. They changed the names. Um, it is actually starts out with a, we have a rodeo, a um, professional rodeo that comes to town, and that was started with the schools. So that is Friday nights. And they just introduced a few years back Thursday nights. They've added um, an attraction, which they have at the courthouse, lawn, music, festivities, and things, kind of like a kickoff. And it'll go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And we actually have a four-day event. It'll be a parade and all kinds of fest festivities on Saturday. Sunday will be more of a coming down. We have a golf course. We have a, a disc golf course, hmm. disc golf. Um, and they'll have a tournament out there. And then they have a few things on Sunday that... Are there uh, vendors and things yeah. there too? We have vendors. We have all the churches 
pull out all the stops and have all the good food, you know, they'll offer. So if you want a good old-fashioned taste of Americana in the summertime in Iowa, Wapalo, Iowa is the place to be. Yep, come down here for cheap Wapalo days and you'll enjoy it, yep. So there's a lot of lakes and rivers and everything right down here, probably a lot of outdoor sportsmen and stuff around. Yes, we've got a very, very active um, conservation board here within the Louisa County area, and they are, um, we're fortunate to have them located in Wapalo. They're outside of Wapalo, but their, their address is a Wapalo address. Um, yeah, we have Lake Odessa, which is, you know, east of town here. We have, actually, you can get to the Mississippi if you just go a little further down mm -hmm. um, east of here, and you can see kind of where the, you know, we've got the Iowa River. So, yeah, we've got a lot of uh, outdoor stuff, activities going on. That is really nice. Um, you talked about restaurants, and I know you probably have friends that own these restaurants, but so I don't want you to feel like you're offending a friend or anything when I ask this question, but what's your favorite restaurant here in this town? All of them. Oh, <laughs> well, that was a safe response. You should yes. be the mayor. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. definitely, I, we told, uh, we talked to uh, your friend Tammy Keller a little while mm -hmm. ago, and I told her she was an ambassador of Wapalo. You certainly are, too. Oh, yeah, I love Wapalo. I love so, it. So, uh, give us a brief uh, little his history of Wapalo. They said you had kind of a lot of knowledge well, about the history. I'm not sure I have a lot of knowledge. Of, you know, it dates clear back to, what, 1846? I might be no. wrong on that, but... I think our little entrance sign there, the yeah, gateway sign. It's shaped like an arrowhead. Yes, we saw it, that. it should be dated on there, established when. Okay. Um, Wapalo, it was a booming town back in its day. It's actually, it was probably, I don't even know how many people, but the building I'm in was built in 1877. So it, I know that that much. Wow. Yeah. You're going, so, and we're going back a ways. So if I had a, if I was a young man, which I'm not, and I had a wife and a couple kids. You don't even, I, I did. You, you can't even play a young man on TV. I know. Okay. <laughs> so if I had a wife and three kids like I did back 30 years ago. You still uh, have, but they're not. I still have them, but they're, they're, they're not in school anymore. But why, why would this be a great place for me to settle my kids and take them to school and parks and whatnot you got for kids and families? Okay. So we have a really nice school system. And it's all within, I mean, if you were... In the right place in Wapalo, your kids could walk, you know, to high school and grade school within, you know, just from home. Um, we have two parks. We actually have more than two parks, but we have two very big parks, one at the north end and one at the south end. And um, I'm on the parks board, so, yeah. All right. So we actually have done a lot of improvements in our parks in the last few years. We have, like I said, we have the disc golf. We actually have a new basketball ball court that we added. We have walking trials, um, shelters that people come in and rent. I saw, too, that you have a nice swimming pool. I'm sure oh, that yes. gets people from all over, probably. Yes, we do. We have a very, very nice, we have a very nice um, swimming pool there, and we have lots of, to offer. I mean, you could let your kids ride their bikes, you know, all over town and not be... In a safe community? Yes. Yeah. Well, before we wrap this up, is there anything else you want to tell us about Wabalo or your store? Got any uh, uh, Black Friday specials coming up or anything? I, I don't have any Black Friday specials, but I, I'm participating in a several countywide shopping spree coming up um, December 2nd. And, well, it's actually coming up on 
December around... She's checking her calendar here, yeah. folks. Yeah, 3rd and 4th. December 3rd and 4th. Oh, yes. It's called... Birthday. All right. Happy it's birthday. Happy birthday. I'm sure I'll forget. <laughs> it's called Junkin' Sisters Shop Hop. <laughs> love it. Junkin' Sisters Shop Hop. To quote yep. Jim Zobel, I love it, I love it, I love it. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, so we are participating in that. Now, is there a place on social media that someone can find out more information about? Yes, it? Go, visit Junkin' Sister Shop Hop. Is it and on, the, yep. on Facebook? Or? Yes, okay. it's on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. And how can our, our, our listeners find late treasures? I am, too, on Facebook and Instagram. And if you Google me, you'll find me. Spell, yeah. spell that for our listeners. It's L-E... T E with the little line over the top of it, S O R S, because this is fancy. Yeah. You get yeah. you start putting little inuits on top of letters, you know it's fancy. There you go. Wow. And, and 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 our, our uh, wonderful uh interviewee is named Rhonda Lynn. Rhonda Lynn Wyrick. Yeah. And uh, so, we sure thank you for your time and uh we really enjoyed spending the day in Wobble. Yeah, this was well, fun. Good. Thank it you was. so much. You picked a beautiful day to be here. We did. Welcome to Round Guy the Podcast. Today on Round Guy the Podcast is Friday, and every Friday we go to a new city. Last week was Wayland, and today we're in the city of Wellman. Uh, we got Steve, uh, the Round Guy, on the phone, and the Mayor Ryan Miller here. So, uh, Steve, you got any questions about Wellman? Yes, you would. Yep. Yeah. So while I was uh, focused on getting to Iowa City, I didn't stop and really take a, a gander at your uh, lovely hamlet of Wellman, Iowa. So if you would, sir, uh, tell uh, the people listening, what is the biggest attraction in Wellman? What, what is there to Wellman? And why I'm remiss that I didn't stop and take a quick tour and that I should someday do so. Well, thank you for having me here today. And uh, we have a lot of things going for us here in Wellman. Um, the high school, uh, Mid Prairie High School, uh, is here in town. We also have an elementary here, part of the school district. But we've, we've tried over the years to do as much as we can so that we can keep people here in town. People that live here don't have to travel elsewhere to uh, either to work or uh, play or anything like that. So the biggest thing that we've done in the last decade is opened up the Parkside Activity Center, which is um, it's run by the Washington County YMCA. So underneath, we've tried to get as many things as we could underneath one roof. And so what we have there is a workout facility. We have a basketball court. So the high school also uses that for JV basketball games and for practices, uh, kind of an overflow court for them. Um, but also for just our, our people here in town to be able to use that. Uh, there's a banquet hall there that'll seat uh, 330 people for wedding receptions, uh, birthday parties, whatever um, that the city runs. Um, we also have a daycare, Sunrise uh, Child Care that's, that's there. They have, I think they're licensed for 70 kids in that facility and they are full. 
Um, the other thing that's in that building is the Jet Physical Therapy. Um, they are located out of Washington, but they have a satellite office here in town, and they're busy all the time. So again, we tried to get, try to fill as many needs as we could in one facility. Those were all things that we didn't have here in town. We didn't have any place to go work out. We needed gym space. Um, we used church basements for, for parties and things like that. So now we have the banquet room. The daycare was in an old building downtown that had had a fire and the state kind of wanted them to be in a new place. So that, that's the biggest thing, newer thing that we have in town. Something that we've had here since the 50s uh, is a skating rink. And there's not a whole lot of roller skating rinks left in Iowa or I'm assuming across the nation. I think Vinton has one here in the eastern side of Iowa. There might be one in Cedar Rapids, but on a Saturday night, you'll have 100 to 150 kids in there skating. They also are allowed to, or we rent it out. The city, the city owns and operates that now. Um, so we also rent it out for birthday parties. You might have 25 kids in there for a birthday party for a couple hours. Uh, Sunday afternoons, you'll have either church groups, 4-H, um, during the week, the schools, um, Kyoto, Williamsburg, Iowa City Schools will come down, elementary schools, and use it just as a gym class uh, for some of their kids. So th those are the big things. The, the other thing, if you look at the other end of the spectrum, um, for seniors, um, we have a senior center downtown here that um, is open in the mornings for seniors to go in, and, and they have a workout class there also, but um, they serve lunch every day, and it'll be... 40 to 50 people, I think, is where they're around right now that they serve lunch to. They have mainly dine-in now, but they do have some carry-out also, some delivery. And we're partnering with the city of Kelowna, which is just seven miles down the road here. They're in the same school district, the Prairie School District. Um, the city of Kelowna is now utilizing, since they don't have a senior dining facility, using this to um, for, for some of their residents also. The meals will be prepared here and then delivered over to Kelowna to their residents. So you got the blue plate special for the seniors, but it's at noon, yes. right? It's at lunch. Yep. And so, you know, homemade fried chicken, mashed potatoes and gravy, you know, a little bit of everything. Things things that they love to eat, too. You'll have a whole array of things down there. So, that, I mean, so basically it's one meal, and it's served family style here. Um, and they they seem to love it. Like I said, it's, it's great to have that available for our seniors. So would I qualify if I was passing through to stop in and partake of the, uh, the, the blue plate special? Well, actually, they, they like to know by 9 o'clock in the morning because they, they, they only um, make as much food as they need for the people who have signed up to have the meal that day. So, But, yes, anybody can come through. And it's not just seniors, but anybody of any age. But they like to be called ahead of time and let them know you're going to be there so okay. that they have enough food. When, when is lobster tail night? <laughs> I'm still waiting for that one. I, I haven't heard when that's going to be there. All right, you let me know. <laughs> All right, you'll be you'll be the first one to know. Now uh, you, you talk about Kelowna, just uh, you know, kind of your uh, uh, sister city there, right there uh, yes. next to you, a suburb of Wellman, right? Well, they're bigger than we are, but sure, we'll take that. We'll call them a suburb. Uh, Uh, they do, yes. It, it had closed for a little while, but but uh, the cheese factory is open again, so under new management. I am glad to hear you say that, because on my way to Iowa City, Pass right by. I would stop there and get some cheese, and then I was uh, saddened to learn that, that, as you said, it had closed for a while, and now it, but it's back open. That's yes, good. they are. Yep. 
Okay, all right. Well, we're talking to Ryan Miller, who is the mayor of Wellman and has been for 16 years. Congratulations on your longevity. Thanks. Uh, are you going to run again? When is the next election? The next election's in two weeks, and yes, I am on the ballot again to run. And are you, uh, so you're the incumbent. Do you have anybody running against you? Uh, there is somebody running. Uh, this is the first time I've had somebody running against me, so um, we'll see what happens. Well, you let us know where they live. We'll go over there and run them up. <laughs> Maybe they'll back out of this, uh, this next election. What do you think? Hey, it's whatever the people want. That's what... <laughs> well, Ryan, that's, uh, that, that includes a lot of... When you were explaining to me everything that you, you have there... And things that you've done, and it makes sense to me that it's just like uh, small town Iowa. You know, uh, it's just a great place to live and, and raise a family. It is a wonderful place to live, and and that's I was born and raised here, graduated from high school at Mid Prairie, and my wife was from Kelowna actually, and we were in the same high school class and. Once we got out of college, we wanted to get out of Iowa and, and go somewhere else, and we were in Ohio for four years, and at that point, um, getting ready to have our first daughter, and we wanted to be back in Iowa again, and lived in Iowa City for a few years, but then once before she got ready to start uh, kindergarten, we moved back to Wellman here, and, and it was just the small town atmosphere, and, and it's nice knowing people. It's really interesting when you go to your kids' high school events, and you're sitting beside people that you, you know, played basketball with in high school, yeah, and they're, they're there to watch their kids, so it's fun. You, it's a small community, but you know most everybody, and uh, it, it makes it a little more comfortable. Sure, and it sounds like, like I said, it, it's, it's the kind of place that people uh, strive to, to raise a family. Now, when you say you've been the mayor for 16 years, I assume that that's not been a full-time thing for you, right? That you... What do you do in addition to your mayoral duties? Yeah, in the real world, uh, I'm a chiropractor, and so I have uh, an office in Coralville where I'm there half the week, and then I, about 10 years or so ago, I opened an office here in Wellman also. So I'm here on Wednesdays and Fridays in Wellman and the rest of the time in Coralville. And so as mayor, you know, you answer phone calls or emails whenever you need to, but on Wednesdays and Fridays, I'm around here um, to be in the office and help out and do whatever, but uh, we have a city administrator here in town, and so she gets to run the the day to day operations of the city. And does a great job. What about uh, uh, was that the career that took you to Ohio before you moved back then to Iowa? Yeah, exactly. Yep. I see. All right. Well, look, I've got a bad neck. I'd like you to. Like well, if you want to stop by through Wellman, you bet. We'll we'll yeah. take care of you. Well, we have, I don't know if our residents would know or not, but we, we have, are in a good situation right now. Um, Dave was asking me earlier about taxes in town and things like that. And um, we've had over the last, again, 15, 16 years, we had to do a lot uh, just from infrastructure improvement, not unlike most small towns in Iowa. We, but we had to throw a couple million dollars into our water plant and we did a new RO, reverse osmosis water system here. We were one of the first ones in the area to do something like that. So it's very good water now, but it's an expensive process. Um, we also had to put a couple million dollars into our sewer plant to, to get it up to date and working on, on water lines. And I mean, that that's, again, small towns, 
everywhere have that infrastructure that just hasn't been touched in a generation or two or three. Um, when we did some um, work a few years ago, we redid a, a street, but you have to do the water and the sewer underneath it. When you, everybody would love curb and gutter and brand new concrete streets, but you have to look at what's underneath it also. So slowly but surely, we've been working on that. When we replaced uh, some water lines, we did like 45 uh, fire hydrants through town to get them up to date. Again, little things you don't think about, but these hydrants were 100 years old, and some of them were to the point where if you opened them up, you wouldn't be able to close them again. So um, it, it just things like that. But, but my point was um, last year, actually in June, we, we paid off a bunch of debt that we had built up to, to do some of those improvements. So we, we've got some opportunities here where the council is working on our five-year capital improvement plan now. So hopefully over the next five years, we can get some other good things in town. One of the highest things on the list, and that's Dylan Dave is at the, the park, uh, we want to put a splash pad in there for the kids. Um, Kelowna has a swimming pool. Um, we're 20 minutes from Washington, 25 minutes from Iowa City, so bigger communities if you want to go to a pool, but a splash pad is at least something that um, kids love to do, just being around water and getting wet, and it's much more economical for a small town to do something like that. I know you said Wayland had just done one. Yeah, they, they had, that was one of their big selling points in their town that they I didn't know what a splash pad was, but I was all excited. We got a splash pad. Yeah. Woo! Go get wet in the summertime. <laughs> now, is that like a uh, slip and slide? No, it's on a flat surface, thankfully. Um, but it, it's it's I told you, it's kind of like a water sprinkler, you know, out in your yard. But but several of them placed around. But they're they're higher function and and can do different things. And um, the the ones that we had talked about were they weren't on. Some of them are on all the time, whether somebody's there or not. Others you could have to, you push a button and set a timer for 15 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. They well, let me, let me throw you a hit there, Ryan, because I've got some experience with the type of thing you're talking about. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's key to put that uh, in an area. Well, I, I gave you my, my example. My father set up our slip and slide in our driveway. Yeah. <laughs> You really got to be careful where you set that up so that it's a softer kind of uh, surface. Yeah, I'm not trying to drum up business for the chiropractic office, so yeah. Well, well, well I see. You've got an ulterior motive there. That's sure. probably a good idea. Yeah, you'll be... You'll be uh, You'll have no time to be a mayor. You'll be constantly Too busy. Uh, helping people uh, with their uh, bones and whatnot. Well, and, and one of the things that one of our previous city administrators told me years ago was that um, people want to live in a community where there are the amenities there. Um, they'll drive to work. They don't care about that. Um, so if we can make a small town... Um, make it nice enough for people that want to live here, they don't mind driving to Iowa City to work. And so you want to have child, you want to have child care here, um, you want to have good schools and, and some of those amenities that people can get in bigger cities, but if you can get it here, they'll be more apt to, to go here. And Wellman, over the last 10 years, um, the census is just coming out. We've grown, we're, we're I think like 1,520 residents, something like that right now. So we've grown about 100 residents in the last 10 years. So that's a good thing. We're going trending in the right direction. Usually, a, a small town like that, the population remains the same because every time a woman gets pregnant, a man leaves town. So, so that's why a lot of towns 
their their uh, uh, population pretty much stays the same. Yeah. But look, no, seriously, with, you know, with everything you've said, I'm ready to move to Wellman right now. We'll find your space. Especially when you, when you say, uh, because I just saw the news, the national news the other night, that there was a town uh, that was uh, under some concern and, and some reconstruction and some concerns about their water. And, and you sound like there in Wellman, you've, any potential problem you've had, you've eliminated because you've got a, a brand new and, and ultra clean drinking water. Exactly, that's good water. That was one of the, the big things in Wellman too, a generation ago, was people complained about the water and the taste of the water. And so that was a big concern for a lot of people. And yes, we do have to pay a little bit more for it, um, but therefore you don't have to have your water softener at home and things like that too. So it, it evens out. Well, you know, with this uh, global warming and pollution and, and that kind of thing, uh, clean water is, while we take it for granted for the most part now, in the future and for our kids, grandkids and whatnot, that is a, a, a tremendous concern, is it not? It, very much so. Yep, and, and we're, we're very thankful for where we're at right now. So. Well, that's great. That's great. Ryan Miller, the mayor of Weldon, Iowa, a little bit of heaven right here on Earth. <laughs> I like uh, that. We could put that on the water need, tower. <laughs> what else do you need to let us know about your fair city? Well, and I don't want to say that we're, we're self-sufficient, but we do have a lot of, of amenities here for people. We have our own grocery store, locally owned grocery store, that they do a great job. Um, wonderful uh, meat products there. Uh, we have our own pharmacy in town, locally owned pharmacy that uh, one had left, I, I don't know, 10 years or so ago and, and uh, the community got together and business owners got together and um, went and recruited someone to come in here and start their pharmacy. We have um, a nurse practitioner that has her own practice here in town. We have two chiropractors in town, a nursing home, a nice senior center. Um, you know, just just a lot of good things going on in our community and we have uh, a very involved uh, business community too they they want to see things uh, prosper in town so uh, we're looking at other whether it be a dentist or optometrist ca something like that to fill some needs here in town also tell them about How could people uh, find out more about what we're talking about and that being of course wellman uh, what's the uh, uh, websites or social media where people can get a better glipse of, of we, uh, Wellman? Uh, City of Wellman, I don't know if it's .com or .org actually, but City of Wellman uh, is our website and Facebook page, City of Wellman Facebook page on there. Um, so those, those are the, the easiest ways to do that. And our skating rink too, they have information on there if somebody wants to rent that out for a birthday party sure. or whatever. So, um, and what about your home phone number so people Oh, yeah, I, I am in the book too. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the other things I mentioned to, to Dave when we were dri driving around was our golf course in town. We have a nine-hole sand green golf course. So oh, we're great. we're one of two communities in Iowa left that have a sand green, um, and that for people that don't know it, I mean, you have to look at the website too so that you can see a picture of this. But basically, it's instead of where it'd be a natural grass green. Um, Green. It, ours is made out of sand, and so you have to play a little bit differently. Um, there's a like a three-foot path 
that is oiled and, and compacted. So then wherever your ball lands on the green, there's a string tied to the, to the flag. Uh, you move it over to the, to the track, you know, equal distance away, and put it on there. So uh, it, it, it's a fun little golf course. It's not a long course, but it's a, it's a fun course. And uh, it's great for young people to go out and learn how to play golf. It's a little more affordable. Yes. A sand green course before it's been a long time ago, but uh, I remember it, as you said, it was very unique. And uh, I, I would relish the uh, chance to do that again. Let's pick a date here next summer, you and I. You betcha. Go out and play for money. What do you think? Bring your money. <laughs> Are you any good? I used to be. I don't play as much as I used to. <laughs> Perfect. I'll send a limo for you. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Ryan Miller with Wellman, Iowa, the mayor. What's the chances then of, uh, you say there's a, an, opponent, an opponent on the back this time around. Are we looking good? There is On the polls ahead of this other person. I, I don't know about any polls, but... There is somebody else on the ballot, and like I say, we'll just wait and see what the uh, the public has to say. So. Well, good luck with you. Uh, Thank that, you. Uh, we'll know here in a few weeks, I guess, right? Yes. Yep, exactly. Ryan, I appreciate talking to you. You're a nice young fella, and I'm sure you do a great job over there. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having us and and talking up Wellman a little bit. Perfect. We, we sure will. There's a lot to talk uh, Wellman up about. Well, and we, like I say, we're, we're a small community, but we're located in a great spot between uh, Washington and Iowa City, and uh, it's a fantastic school district, and there's a lot going on for, for our community. We sure appreciate you being with us. Thanks, Ryan. Good Thank luck with you in the election. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Welcome back from Round Guy the Podcast as we continue our coverage of Kelowna, Iowa. I am with the city administrator, Ryan Slabaugh. Welcome to the program, Ryan. Thank you very much for having me uh, and uh, spending the day here at Kelowna and learning a little bit about our community. Okay. Uh, listen, uh, the one thing I did want to talk with you about was a place that you get, they took me to see, which was the Shiloh community, and somehow you acquired some land or something from there that you're developing, some housing and some trails. Could you kind of elaborate on that process? Yeah, Shiloh in itself was a, a, a church and for a 10,000 square foot building. It was kind of a live-in church as well. And it disbanded in 2020. And we had as a city an opportunity to work with a developer to uh, let them acquire the land. And through our negotiations with the previous owner and the developer, we're going to carve out uh, a roughly 90 acres of recreational opportunity out of a 280-acre parcel. Uh, all in all, we annexed in about 600 acres uh, through the voluntary annexation process that was owned by both Shiloh and a uh, subsidiary of theirs, Maryland Farms. And so now, and uh, the mayor told me that the housing had been a little short in town. If you listed your house, you might sell it in one day. Yeah, the housing market's been very, very strong here in our community for quite some time, and we've seen uh, good growth. Uh, year over year. Our, our census numbers had us at about 12-13% growth from 2010 to 2020. Oh, that's amazing. It is. Uh, we also did a Washington County housing study that really outlined that we could do 15 to 20 new homes a year um, to be able to increase our new inventory as well as give people an opportunity to uh, find their new dream home within the community, maybe upgrade their home if you will. 
from what I've seen, this, the community has tremendous uh, community spirit. It has tremendous schools. It has a unique business downtown district. It's, you're close to Iowa City. It doesn't surprise me that a lot of people want to live here. Yeah, we are, uh, if, if you want to call it a bedroom community for Iowa City, uh, about 80% of our workforce uh, travels north, whether it be Iowa City, Cedar Rapids, to, to work. There's excellent job opportunities there, as well as in our local community. Uh, but a lot of our residents do travel to the University of Iowa, to Kirkwood, to Procter & Gamble, Oral-B, uh, some of the larger employers up there, and, uh, and they choose to live in Kelowna. Uh, there's a lot of different reasons why people choose Kelowna. One of the big ones is our Mid-Prairie Community School District. We have a very vibrant school district, and it's really kind of a focal point and, and something that we as our northern communities, Wellman, rural areas of Kelowna and Wellman and Kelowna take huge pride in. Yeah, education is a big priority for people, and uh, it's, getting a good education isn't, isn't that easy for parents and this is a community that provides that and uh, also all these uh, unique businesses that really bring a lot of people to town. Yeah, we do have a nice group of uh, businesses, whether it be fine dining uh, through the Tuscan Moon, which was established uh, quite some time ago, and the brewery, which is uh, for Kelowna, maybe a little bit outside of the uh, what some would say our comfort level, uh, but it's been a huge asset to our community. Uh, we also have a lot of uh, home-based businesses that have expanded into uh, brick and mortar. Uh, Kelowna Chocolates, which I know you toured today, has done a wonderful job of going from home base to uh, full retail and distribution and, and really been a huge asset to the downtown. We have uh, Kelowna Cooperative Technology Company that does fiber to all of our businesses oh, and homes, yeah. which really allows us to, uh, during that, you know, the 18 to two-year COVID period, uh, allow people to work remotely from home and, and really not miss a beat technology-wise. Yeah, that was something the mayor asked me to cover with you, the TV, the cable, the internet, and the company that provides that. Yeah, KCTC is uh, one of our uh, premier employers, one of our larger employers in the community in the sense that they, uh, they're they very community-based, uh, regional uh, as well, whether it be Washington uh, and the Kelowna area, as they kind of expand their, their uh, broadband footprint, and they are a huge benefit to our community. Well, it sounds like a, a community that moves forward all the time. The roads look great as we look through town. Uh, the housing looks good. Uh, the downtown district looks good. Uh, Tell me, tell me some reasons why people move to town. You know, a lot of reasons we were uh, maybe a little bit more reasonably priced than, than some of the communities to the north of us, whether it be our tax base. Uh, we're proud of our water and sewer systems and as well as our rates. It's a reasonable community to live in price-wise. Uh, we have good housing. Uh, we have a community spirit, as you alluded to a little bit ago. Uh, our school district, uh, as I touched base on just uh, previous, is a huge draw. Uh, we see a lot of people that really want to get their kids into our school district and uh, for the reasons of good teachers, good education, good facilities. Um, and the school district really kind of aligns itself with both Kelowna and Wellman in that we want to be progressive and continue to improve, whether it be our facilities, our um, educational opportunities, uh, the same as a, as, a, as a city, whether we want to increase our road inventory, trails, sidewalks, improve those. It's, uh, it's kind of nonstop. You, you always have to uh, keep moving forward. Well, I talked to the 
to the uh, schools, and I talked to the library, and I talked to the historical society, and they all said, if we need anything, the community will rally and bring it right to them. If kids need coats or hats, the community's right there to, to provide it. Yeah, we're a very generous community, and, and I think uh, that goes back to the quality of people that we have in our community that, that really embrace those opportunities to, uh, to help those that maybe are food insecure or uh, have a need within their household. Uh, this community a lot of times does it without any recognition. Uh, there are individuals that do wonderful work and really want zero recognition for it, and, and that's kind of a testament to our, our community base. Well, if you're looking for a town that cares about its kids, cares about its seniors, and has things to do, and is affordable, and has a great community spirit, uh, I think Kelowna is a really great option for you. Is there anything you'd like to tell us about this before we wrap it up? No, I think you've done a great job. We had a, a great group here today to, to participate in this podcast, and, and we look forward to seeing the finished product and thank you very much for showcasing our community well we really appreciate how organized it was and how much you showed me in a short amount of time and how many people of the community stepped forward to talk to me about it because it does seem like to grow 12 percent in 10 years you would have to have some kind of friendly uh face and, and, and arm reach out to, to to meet people so uh we've really enjoyed this look at Kelowna and uh thanks for your time and for everybody else's time. Thanks again.